0: Missy here with my bestie John Z. Hey y'all. Oh, that's my favorite part. It is. <laughs> it really is. Sorry, my husband hit the record button and just walked off. I wasn't ready. Um, <laughs> so I feel sc- scatterbrained. <laughs> we didn't get to Woosfrauba
1: or whatever you think we do before.
0: No. Oh my gosh. Okay. What are you drinking over there, my friend?
1: Um. My my favorite ever. It is uh, whiskey.
0: Oh, it's just whiskey. This,
1: well, it's got a splash. It's octa pepper in there, but it's pretty good. i would gonna say you should have made it a hot toddy. It's definitely a ten out of ten. I should have made a hot toddy, but it mm-hmm. is cherry whiskey. So, I oh, is know. it um?
0: Is yeah, it um? It's Red Stag. There we are. I'm like, what is it called? What is it called? I know it. It's like on the top of my tip of my tongue.
1: I almost got Honey Jack, but I was <sighs> like, no, I gotta jack. go with my fave. I
0: haven't had yeah. it in a while. But yeah, It is delicious. I bet you Dr. Pepper is good with that. I always drink that one straight.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's but barely Dr. got Pepp- any Dr. Pepper in there. I would say Dr. Pepper has
0: cherry flavor in it of the 23 mm-hmm. flavors it has. So I'm sure that that's like perfect. Probably yeah, it just gives it like a dessert. cool background to it. Yeah. But what you got? The most hipster drink in the world.
1: Uh-oh. You ready for something
0: new? Okay. Yeah. So Lloyd brought this home for me. It's – um. Local from Belle Isle. It's oh. um, Moonshine Lavender Lemonade. Ooh. Yeah. Sorry, you're going to hear the, the ice. <laughs> and this is my second one. This is a 10 out of 10. I fucking love this. Oh, I'll have to try that but one. That sounds I good. Had to- I had told. Lloyd, that this is like the most hipster drink ever with it being lavender. <laughs> <laughs> and from <But> Bell Isle. <laughs> and belle Isle, yeah. But I've actually made lavender lemonade years ago. It's super delicious. And I made it because actually lavender lemonade is supposed to... the lavender is supposed to help with like migraines and headaches and all the other great things mm-hmm. that lavender does for you. It's supposed to help with anxiety. And it was a lemonade. And who the hell doesn't love lemonade? So it was actually really, really good. So now I have it in alcoholic form. There you go. That's all you need. There you go. I mixed it with some um Sprite. Okay. What did he get it? Did he get it at the liquor store? Yeah. It's the only okay. place you can get alcohol around here. <laughs> Although I wasn't sure if maybe he got it from like some little whatever down, down there. Yeah, that's I mean, why I was wondering. Because he, he works down there. Okay. Um, but no, he got it from the he got from the ABC store, I think. Okay. So it is a liquor. It's not like a mixed drink. No, it's yeah. It's purple. It's a really pretty purple. Ooh. It's a lavender color. color. I don't know. He brought it home. He's like, I got you something. And he brought it home and gave it to me. Like, oh, I'm so excited. It smells like soap, though. Cause you can really smell the lavender when you open it. Mm-hmm. But I, I love it. It's really good. So I'm definitely I, gonna share it with you when you come over next time.
1: I don't like the smell of lavender, but I do like the taste of lavender. I've had like lavender ice cream and some other lavender stuff, and it was like one of my favorite ice creams ever it was delicious
0: yeah when i went to the renaissance fair there was this macaroon stand and they had Ooh. a lavender macaroon Ooh. oh my gosh it was fucking delicious i think it was a lavender orange or something like that. it was Ooh. so good it was That's so good. That fucking sounds good sounds like it would be really good together oh it was so good so yep, yeah, i'm drinking something different guys yay <laughs> <laughs> it's not mead it's not moscato it is moonshine <laughs> <laughs> you know, another M is a theme. Love that is. Miss, yeah. Missy, Mead, Moscato, Moonshine. <laughs> yeah, I got
1: nothing with the J. Well, maybe Jaeger, but I hate Jaeger. Jack. Jack. I don't like Jack. Jim. I do Gym like Jim. Theme. I have Jim. Okay, if we call it. Yeah, there we go. Whatever. What are we yeah. talking about, Missy?
0: <laughs> We're talking about Eileen. I always mess up how to pronounce her name. Ro... R- R- Rornos. Rornos. Eileen. i talking about <laughs> Come Eileen. Come on, Eileen. Um, I swear, Eileen. <laughs> so we have Eileen Carol Rornos. And most of you should know who she is. She mm-hmm. is the monster. So Eileen was born on February 29th, 1956 in Rochester, Michigan. Okay. She was a Pisces. And the 29th, I mean, she's a leap year baby. Mm-hmm. She was born into quite the dysfunctional family. Her father was a convic- was convicted of child molestation and mm-hmm. actually killed himself while, years later while he was serving his prison time. And when she and her older brother were young, her mother abandoned them with her maternal grandparents.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And unfortunately, this was no rescue for Eileen and her brother. Her grandmother was an alcoholic, and her grandfather would beat them. Oh, boy. By age 11, 11, I want to hone this in right now, age 11,
1: mm.
0: Eileen started to trade sexual favors for money, beer, and cigarettes. 11. It was stated by Eileen that her grandfather also would sexually abuse her, which is actually probably where she learned Mm -hmm. to start this kind of trade work. Um, She also states that she did have sexual relations with her brother as well. Now, that one didn't sound like he was abusing her. That one sounded like that was a mutual. Something that they learned and unfortunately engaged together in. Yeah, I don't know if there was, like, some sort of comfort in that regard. I'm sorry, guys. If you, I'm, like, bouncing around in that. <laughs> My camera's, like, bouncing. So when Eileen was only 14, she ended up getting pregnant and had her one and only child. And it was a boy. Mm-hmm. Um, And he was given up for adoption right away. The neighbors claimed that the father... Of This child was an older adult friend of her grandparents. Soon after, Eileen was kicked out of the house, and she would spend her time either living in the woods or hitchhiking around the country, often using other names. Again, she was 14. My my child is 13. Mm -hmm. I couldn't imagine her going through any of this stuff. That would be absolutely no. That would be a no-go. She would engage in sex work to survive. And in the mid-70s, she was arrested for charges related to assault and disorderly conduct. And eventually, she did settle in Florida. While in Florida, Eileen met a wealthy businessman who was semi-retired as the president of a yacht club named Louis Fell. At the time, Eileen was 20 years old, and Louis was 69. Mm, Okay. The two got married, and Eileen moved in with him immediately. And actually, I looked at pictures of her during that time when her Mm -hmm. and Louis were together. She was so pretty. She was a very attractive woman. Holy crap, she was Mm -hmm. so pretty.
1: In her prime, Um, yes, she was.
0: However, it wasn't long before Eileen was starting, get, starting to get in trouble with local law enforcement. Eileen would leave the house to go to bars where she would get into fights. It was also claimed by Lewis that Eileen would abuse him and beat him with his own cane. Oh, gosh. Eventually, Lewis got a restraining order on her, which actually forced her to move back to Michigan Good. to file an annulment after just only nine weeks of marriage so very very short-lived i'm so shy i'm actually really surprised she jumped into beating him so quickly i am too um because she could have had she could have had the total setup
1: yeah i mean obviously like it just shows you that's the background she came from she didn't seem
0: anything wrong with it no Um, around this time, Eileen's brother died suddenly of esophageal cancer. Ooh, So she's getting a divorce, and her brother died. Yeah. Eileen collected his $10,000 life insurance policy and used some of the money to cover her fines for a DUI and bought a luxury car that she later crashed while driving under the influence. The oh. irony here, people, oh. the irony. Uh, When her money ran out, Eileen went back to Florida and started to get arrested again for theft. She just can't stay out of trouble. She Mm can't. Eileen briefly Mm -hmm. did time for an armed robbery, which she stole $35 and some cigarettes. Oh, my gosh. You know, when I read that, I'm like, she did time for $35 and some cigarettes.
1: But yeah, it's a guess lot of money
0: back a w- in the day, too. Well, yeah. At first, when I was reading $10,000 and she bought a luxury car, I'm like, what the fuck? What luxury car you bought with ten grand?" <laughs> but then I had to, Com- like, take a step back and yeah. realize, like, the, the time. Completely be- different world then. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, and then, like I said, the $35 and some cigarettes. But I was like, I guess, you know, also, if she's having, like, multiple charges already on her, mm-hmm. of course, at that point, that's the one that's going to break it. Like, okay, you obviously got to sit for a little bit. Yeah, so she got out and obviously to survive, Eileen went back to the work she knew to survive, and it was prostitute. She was arrested again in 1986 when one of her customers told police that she had pulled a gun on him in the car and demanded money.
1: Mm.
0: Now, Eileen had... Quite the record building by this point for numerous offenses, mm-hmm. including prostitution, illegal possession of a firearm, forgery, assault, and robbery. Her associates and law enfor- enforcement personnel often described her as erratic and easily angered, and her arrest records frequently noted attitude poor in big bold letters. In the late 1980s, Eileen moved in with a hotel maid named Tyria. I think it's Tyria or Tyra. It's T Y R I A. But I think it was pronounced Tyra. I think it was Tyra Tyra Moore, who eventually the two became romantically involved. Tyra was Eileen's second relationship with a woman. As a prostitute, though, her clients were mainly middle-aged, low-to-middle-class white men. Um, But Eileen and Tyra met at a bar in Daytona Beach. So, that is her biggest—I think that was, like, her big—next to, like, her marriage, Tyra Mm -hmm. was her biggest relationship. Now, between 1989 into the fall of 1990, Eileen would commit murder to at least six men, seven men, along Florida's highway. And in 1989, a shop owner named Richard Mallory, a 51-year-old white man who picked up a prostitute along Interstate 75 in Florida to engage in sex for pay, was discovered dead by a Belusia Belus, sorry Florida if I mispronounce mispronounce your stuff. You gotta correct me. <laughs> it happens. County deputy several miles away from his abandoned car, and Richard was shot multiple times in the chest.
1: Oh gosh.
0: Now almost a decade later, and I really want to hone in on this and I'll kind of come back to it at the end. Mm. A decade later, the nude body of David Spears a 43-year-old construction worker was found in Citrus County, and he had been shot six times in the torso. Mm-hmm. A few days... Oh, crap. Sorry, guys. Jumping ahead it. again. I did a little bit. A few days after Spears was found, the body of Charles Carkadon. C-A-R-K-A-D-D-O-N, we'll just call him Karki. Who was forty was discovered in Pasco County. He was a part-time rodeo worker, and he had been shot nine times in the chest and stomach. So clearly, she has a has a pattern of how she ki- kills these people, and like she's like, it's a good emptying shot. Emptying the <laughs> yeah, like, and she's emptying that she's emptying that chamber. Uh, August mm-hmm. nineteen ninety. Marion County law enforcement found the body of Troy Burris, a 50-year-old salesman, less than a week after he was reported missing. The body was fairly decomposed, but the medical examiner was able to determine that the cause of death was two gunshots to the torso. Hmm. There's, like I said, there's, there's a pattern here. Mm-hmm. September 1990, a retired Air Force major police chief, and Florida child abuse investigator Dick Humphreys was found in Marion County. The body was fully clothed and had suffered multiple gunshots to the head and torso. Dick's car was found in Suwannee County, though. Hmm. In June 1990, 65-year-old Peter Seams, Left Central Florida, heading for. I read that it was Jersey, and then another one said Arkansas. So either way, he was leaving Florida.
1: Okay.
0: Um. But on July, in July, a month later, nineteen ninety, his car was found in Orange Springs. However, his body was never found. But witnesses did describe two women, um, in the car, in his car near Orange Springs. Hmm. November 1990, the partially disrobed body of Walter Antonio was found in a remote part of Dixie County, and he had been shot four times in the back of the head. And his car was found five days later in Brevard County. She's moving pretty quickly.
1: She's she is waiting to see if she gets
0: caught. She's just wham, bam, 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 bam. She is. <laughs> But there was a decade between Richard and the rest of them. Mm-hmm. She she took Richard out. And then a decade later, she went bam, 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 bam. All of them were the same age. Close to a certain age mm-hmm. group. And all of them were killed pretty much the same way. So she definitely had a pattern. Mm. So sometime in, the 19- in 1990... Tyra had become suspicious, if not fully aware, of Eileen's activities and left her and ended up moving back to Pennsylvania with her family. Now, when she was gone, Eileen was arrested on the outstanding warrant at a biker bar in Florida. Now, police tracked Tyra down shortly after Eileen was arrested and booked. Mm -hmm. So they already already knew Mm -hmm. when Eileen, that was what Eileen's warrant was for. And they already knew about Tyra as well, because together Tyra and Eileen sold the stolen items from these murders in Florida's pawn shops. Mm -hmm. While the police were investigating the murders, they discovered items belonging to Richard Mallory with the receipt showing Eileen's thumbprint. Now, police traced other stolen items from Richard to Eileen. A camera from inside Richard's car was found inside of a rented warehouse unit, which was opened with a key taken from Eileen. Eileen had rented the unit under a different name, though. Um, Police traced other items to people or pawn shops Eileen had contacted. So Eileen, our police were both uh, were able to track both of them down from fingerprints and palm prints that were also left in the crash vehicle of Peter Seams. To avoid prosecution, Tyra made a deal to get a confession out of Eileen. Mm -hmm. She would come back to Florida and stay in a motel that the police had paid for. And there she would make calls to Eileen in attempt to get a confession out of her. Now, during these calls, Tyra would pretend to be frightened. I mean, she was acting, yeah, white up a storm. They said, um, but she was frightened that the police were going to pin all the blame on her for the murders. And she would ask Eileen to go over the stories over and over again, step by step, in order so that she could get the story straight on what to say to them. And after four days of these calls, Eileen confessed to several more murders and insisted. The killings Tyra knew nothing about and were all attentive rapes. And Eileen took full responsibility for these murders. <clears throat> Sorry, guys, I had a tickle on my throat there. Eileen told, though, conflicting stories about her murders. Sometimes she claimed that she had been a victim of rape. Or attempted rape with every mm-hmm. single one of the men she killed. Other times she admitted she was trying to rob them. It just, depending on who she was talking to, her story would change. Now, definitely, you're gonna see she got married to Lewis. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how or why they, that ended up working out, but there was something special. For Eileen with Tyra. Yes. Very much so. There was something fucking special. Mm -hmm. And you'll see when it comes to how she handles what Tyra did to her. Mm -hmm. So in Florida, a defendant convicted of murder can be punished by death if the murder is found to have been committed under certain circumstances listed in Florida's penal code such as the murder of a police officer or firefighter, that the defendant murdered two or more victims, that the defendant committed a murder for hire, or that the murder was intentionally committed in the course of a kidnapping, burglary, robbery, aggravated rape, or other statutorily I totally butchered that shit (laughs) (laughs) – specified (laughs) felony. The subclass of murders falling into these categories is called capital murder. Okay. Now, Eileen was charged with first-degree murder of mm-hmm. Richard Mallory, armed robbery with a firearm or deadly weapon, and possession of a firearm by a convicted felon. Because with Eileen's records, mm-hmm. she was already a felon. Yes, correct. Now, prosecutors argued... That Eileen qualified for the death penalty based on the charge of murder committed in the course of a robbery. This was the only murder charge against Eileen that went to a full trial. The other murder charges ended with just guilty or no contest pleas from her. Okay. She did go to trial for those, but they were just, how do you yeah. please, she said, plea your no contest right away. Kind of just to save money, too, as well. Probably. Now, Eileen asserted that she had been raped and assaulted by Richard and had killed him in self-defense. She also stated that the other murders were in self-defense as well, but later she did retract these statements about the other men. Hmm. However, with Richard, she held firm that that is what happened. Okay. Eileen spent all of 1991 in jail, waiting Mm -hmm. for her trials to start. During that time, Tyra was fully cooperative in exchange for full immunity. Her and Eileen would talk often, though, on the phone. And Eileen knew that her lover had turned on her Mm -hmm. as a witness for the state. And if anything, Eileen actually welcomed it because she wanted to protect her. Yeah. That's how much she, she loved her. She loved this woman. Yes. Loved this woman. Um, and just let her do what she was doing. It was almost like she, she knew from the phone calls. Yeah. And that's why she confessed it the way she, she did. And I'll kind of go over a little bit here soon about how the confessions go. Um, Now, as rough as life had been for Eileen outside of prison, it seemed Mm -hmm. to be even harder for her inside of prison. As she sat, Eileen gradually believed that people spat in her food or otherwise contaminated it with other bodily fluids. She would end up actually going on hunger strikes if certain people were present in the kitchen. She stated that she believed the jail staff and other inmates were plotting against her. Um, like many disturbed defendants, she also petitioned the court to fire her lawyer and let her represent herself, oh which the court actually agreed.
1: No fucking
0: way. Well, yeah.
1: they did let Bundy, but like, still, regardless, he had a little bit more there. But right, I, mean, act- I don't yeah, know. Yeah, they about actually,
0: that. <laughs> they actually agreed, which actually left her unprepared and unable to cope with the paperwork that several murder trials involved. So naturally, she did get her lawyers back. I think they just kind of were like, "Sure." I think they wanted to get a, a laugh out of her or something. I don't. I don't even fucking oh, know. Probably. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so, capital murder cases are handled differently in many ways, um, and I never thought about this. So, for the jury selection, um, the jurors are required to be death qualified, which means that they are willing to consider sentencing somebody to to death like they have to be like mentally capable of being able to consider that as a possibility oh i did not
1: think about that you know there's so many either. people that stand against it there's a lot I of people who are, as a person that's like for it
0: i wouldn't mm-hmm. think of about the opposing side yeah there's a lot of people who don't agree at the death penalty and see i am i'm so i'm in between on it um with the death penalty it depends on the situation. It really depends on the case. It really, like Ted Bundy, absolutely.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think when it comes
0: to children, yeah, automatically. Automatically. I don't care. I just, I, yeah, you I can't a hurt that a child. One. No, yeah. I just, I just, I, I never thought about that though, that you have to be death qualified to be on a, a capital murder case because there is going to be that topic of, death row. Now, Eileen, before oh, you God. get back
1: into it, one more statement mm-hmm. about it. I do have a hard time trying to wrap my mind around like I say this and being put in this situation. I don't know if I could do it, though.
0: I, I know. Part of me
1: would have some kind of guilty conscience. So then it's like, then is it right? Yeah. So that's it's a I- whole another
0: devil to it. See, and that's where I'm a little bit, I guess I, I would say more self-aware in the fact that, like, I'd like to think I'd if the situation called for it, I'd be like, I'm bored with it. But at the same time, like, I don't know I'd if I could. I almost feel
1: like I I fucking injected
0: them myself. I don't know if I could. Exactly. So. Eileen's capital trial for the murder of Richard Mallory began January 13th, 1992. Now, Trisha Jenkins, chief assistant public defender of the Fifth Judicial Circuit, represented Eileen. Okay. Eileen only stood trial once, um, as she pleaded no contest or guilty to the murder charge. Um... And she did, and I'll kind of talk about this. She did also talk about her side of the story. Yeah. But private attorney Stephen Glazer represented her following the first trial and arranged those pleas of no contest or or guilty for the other trials. Mm -hmm. Um, The prosecuting attorney was state attorney John Tanner. Now, this was interesting. Judge Ural Blout came out of retirement specifically for Eileen's case. I don't think you should allow to be do that. I, 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 I don't agree with that. That's bullshit. I, yeah. I
1: thought
0: If that you're was retired, you're fucking retired. Sit on the bench. Right. So this person came out specifically for it. Now, the prosecutors based their case mainly on the videotape confession Eileen gave to the detectives during interrogation. Mm-hmm. And based on a law... Florida has, called Williams Rule. Um, They were able to actually bring in evidence related to collateral crimes to be admitted if it helps to show motive, intent, knowledge, etc. So the prosecutors introduced evidence related to Eileen's other murder charges.
1: Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So
0: Eileen... Initial claim initially claims that all the murders were in self-defense. Um, and they were dismissed, those claims. In the earlier confessions to the officer, Eileen said Richard picked her up while she was hitchhiking, and they later went into a secluded wooded area to engage in an act of prostitution. Eileen and Richard began to argue. And Eileen said she felt Richard was going to roll her, which means take her money and Mm -hmm. rape her. She then grabbed a bag. She kept a gun in and the two began to struggle over the bag. And Eileen prevailed, got the bag and then pointed the gun at Richard and said, quote, you son of a bitch. I knew you were going to rape me, end quote. And Richard said, quote, no, I wasn't. No, I wasn't. End quote. At this point, Eileen shot Richard at least once while sitting in the um, in front of the steering wheel and Richard crawled out of the car and he closed the door and Eileen proceeded to walk around and shot Richard again and he fell to the ground and then she proceeded to shoot him two more times went through his pockets concealed the body under a piece of rug and drove off with his car so that was the first um Confession she had mm-hmm. given of that story. But uh, you said I, it
1: never altered, right? Not that, not Richard.
0: The part that never altered was that she was <clears throat> raped and this was okay, self-defense. So, so, so of technically, it. yes. Because her first story, he never touched her. Okay. She just thought he was going to. All right. But... We'll get into a little bit more of her other stories. Okay. Now, Eileen told law officers she had given Tyra inconsistent versions about what had happened when she found the dead body. Um, and then to actually confessing she had killed him. So she had told him her once, like that she happened to just find a dead body. Another time is she found a dead body under a rug. Another time was that she killed the person because they were attacking her. Like, she gave Tyra inconsistent stories. Mm -hmm. So there's no way that Tyra could have known actually what happened because she never heard the same story twice. Mm -hmm. So in her initial confession, Eileen never said anything about Richard raping her, like I said. Yeah. And she seemed to be more focused on clearing Tyra's name than clearing Eileen's name herself. Mm Mm-hmm. Again, this woman fucking loved this woman. And if you're listening, Tyra, she loved you. Like, I can see this. That bitch loved you. Yeah. Not
1: that she was a good woman or anything, but I've always loved Eileen Moros just because of how blunt and open she was with, like, her feelings and whatnot. Kind of like Richard Ramirez situation and the Mm -hmm. fact that you could clearly see that her drive for this was due to her love for one individual
0: yeah the only person she did love because she didn't love herself unfortunately no she did not not in the slightest now many believed eileen appeared confident and not at all upset during her confession she made easy conversation with the interrogators and repeatedly told her public defender actually to be quiet she said quote i took a life I'm willing to give up my life because I kill people. I deserve to die. End quote. Um, the defense tried to argue that Eileen's mental state was impaired and she did not understand the links of her confession. The arg- um, they argued that they exploited Tyra's and Eileen's relationship to get a confession out of her, um, but the courts rejected this claim. The videotape confession was leaked to the public already anyways and altered the public's view of Eileen Mm -hmm. by this point. Uh, During later interviews with the police, Eileen went into detail about her self-defense claim. So this is when her story changes. A little bit. You hear more of the the self-defense and where she was coming from. She explained that she had offered her prostitution services to Richard... And he drove to an isolated area where the two drank and smoked marijuana and talked for about five hours. Eileen described herself as, quote, drunk royal. <laughs> and around 5 a.m., Eileen disrobed to perform acts of prostitution. Mm-hmm. She asked Richard to remove his clothes, but he said he only wanted to unzip his pants and didn't have enough money to pay her fee. Eileen went to go put her clothes back on, but Richard whipped a cord around her neck, threatening to kill her and said, quote, like the other sluts I've done. Um, And he ended up tying her hands to a steering wheel. Hmm. In a later version, she explained Richard violently raped her vaginally and anally and took pleasure from her cries of pain. Richard eventually untied her Told her to lay down. She believed he was going to kill her at this point. So she began to struggle. And Richard told her, quote, you're dead, bitch. You're dead, unquote. At this point, Eileen was able to retrieve her gun. And Richard and her fought over it. But again, Eileen prevailed and got the gun. And she was able to get it. And she shot him. Even though she shot at him, he still came after her. And she shot him twice more. Hmm. Yes. Now, during her testimony, Eileen repeated her claims of self-defense, and during her cross-examinations, she became became agitated and angry.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Her attorneys repeatedly advised her not to answer questions, and she ended up invoked her Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination twenty-five times. Jesus. She was, though, her only defense witness. That was the only time that she did take the stand, and actually, her um attorneys advised her not to do that. But yeah, she as... she was the I think she felt she was the only one who's there who saw what happened she's gotta speak her truth because like you said, she's blunt.
1: Yeah, she is. She's, very, she's blunt.
0: Very... Now after a deliberation, mm-hmm. the jury found Eileen guilty on all counts, including first degree murder and armed robbery after less than two Hours of deliberation. Ooh. Only two. Two hours.
1: I'm surprised it took that fucking long.
0: <laughs> Angry Eileen shouted, quote, son of a bitches. I was raped. I hope you get raped. Scumbags of America. End quote. Sententi- sentencing was the next day. And they would decide life in prison or death. So next day is another round of trial to talk about mm-hmm. her sentencing. A psychologist named Dr. Bernard testified that Eileen suffered from both borderline personality disorder and antisocial personality disorder.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Although he agreed her mental state impaired her, it did not impair her enough to excuse her actions. The state did call two witnesses to talk about her difficult childhood, her Now this is going to sound fucked up, guys. Her biological aunt and stepsister Lori Grody and biological uncle and stepbrother Barry Runos. Now, the reason that they're aunt and step siblings is because remember her parents abandoned her, correct? She was adopted by mm. her grandparents. Yes. Her grandparents had children still of their own, but they were legally adopted by the grandparents. So, not only were they their aunt uncle, it was also their siblings. What the fuck okay that's some backwood stuff if you ever heard, ask me so barry did say his father um eileen's grandfather <laughs> did lay down the rules as he put it in quotes he was someone though that he did look up to which concerns me because mm-hmm. his grandfather actually i didn't say this earlier but Eileen's grandmother was an alcoholic, so she was Mm -hmm. raised by an alcoholic, and her grandfather actually killed himself as well. So her dad committed suicide, her biological father committed suicide in prison, and then her grandfather committed suicide as well. So I I don't know if I would look up to this man. I did not hear good things. Um. But maybe because he was a boy he got a different version of his father. I don't know
1: that's just that just shows you how skewed that family was as to you know they how they idolized certain members right because the rest of the family was just that fucking awful
0: mm-hmm so so he said that he never seen his father beat Eileen, but She was sometimes spanked, and when she was 10, the discipline became more tight. So, I think he did see some things Mm. that he didn't want to, I don't think he wanted to speak ill of his father. He did testify that Aline's biological father was the criminal type. So, basically, she was just naturally born to be a criminal because her daddy was.
1: I'm sorry, but sounds like the whole
0: fucking family was yeah but you You think so reasons for sparing her life this was kind of you know them talking about like why she deserved the death penalty is that yeah she comes from a line of criminals she's gonna Mm -hmm. keep being a criminal reasons for sparing her life the defense spoke on eileen's upbringing her teenage parents split before eileen was born
1: Her Mm -hmm. father
0: killed himself while serving time. Mm -hmm. Her biological mother described Eileen and her brother as crying, unhappy babies. Okay. Eileen's grandparents adopted them both after their mother abandons them. Mm -hmm. It was also brought up that Eileen in junior high exhibited hearing loss, vision problems, and was troubled in school. And she had only had the IQ of 81. Now, an IQ of 70 or below is generally... Um, accepted as indicating mental retardation, mm-hmm. which would exclude anybody from this uh, being sentenced to death if they were legally considered mentally retarded. Yeah, as it should, yes. But she's at eighty-one. Um, the school did try, though, to help her when she was a child. Um, they urged that Eileen got counseling. But with her home life, it was just it just never happened. It was just too much. Yeah. Now, three defense psychologists concluded that at the time of the crimes, Eileen was suffering from borderline personality disorder, resulting in extreme mental or emotional disturbances. They said her ability to conform her conduct to the law was substantially impaired. And she did exhibit uh, evidence of brain damage. Mm. One testified her inconsistent confession should not be considered lying or changing of stories in the subject sense because of her borderline personality disorder.
1: Mm.
0: In conclusion, they tried to portray portray her as a victim of a horrible childhood with little help from anybody who just later lashed out at one of her victimizers. They referred to her as a damaged, primitive child. And they did plea for the jury to spare her life. Okay. But in the end, with a vote of 12 to 0... Oh, boy. The jury decided to sentence Eileen Ronos to death, concluding that 5 aggravating circumstances and only one mitigating factor were present in this case 12 to 0
1: well i can't say like given the the evidence and the situation i mean the jury they weren't wrong
0: so it- <sighs> this five circumstances were one, Eileen had previous felony convictions involving the use or threats of violence. Mm-hmm. Two, murder was committed during the con- commission of a robbery. Mm-hmm. Three, murder was committed in order to avoid arrest. That one, I don't know. But that
1: but is what one. what you've of
0: the- described,
1: I, I don't get the gather that. Yeah, so I, I didn't don't know gather how that one that. at
0: all. Four murder was heinous, atrocious, or cruel. And five murder was cold, calculated, and premeditated. I don't believe that it was premeditated. I don't think her intentions when she was with Richard was to be to kill him. That that person, that specific person, that day. No, but going back to the other
1: one that you said, that I'm like oh, I don't know because wheels are turning now. Where they let other evidence in regarding other crimes and whatnot. When she was finally captured, it was an undercover cop. So I wonder if that's what they're referring to. But that's not fair, because that's not the same one that's of them. That's not what that's not it- what she's being tried against.
0: This is just on Richard, right? This is just on Richard. So that wouldn't make any sense. No. Um not at all the only the one mitigating factor was that Eileen suffered from borderline personality disorder. The jury decided despite her psychological difficulties, Eileen knew right from wrong. The judge found the following non- statutory mitigation mitigators is one Eileen suffered antisocial and borderline personality disorder mm-hmm. two she may have been physically abused as a child mm-hmm. Three, her natural father and grandfather committed suicide. Four, her grandmother died of an alcoholic. And five, her mother abandoned her as an infant. The judge followed the jury's recommendation of death and sentenced Eileen to the electric chair on January 31st, 1992. So she first was supposed to get the electric chair. 1992? Uh Uh-huh. That's when she got her first death sentence. That's just for but Richard. I
1: thought because Bundy was wasn't he executed in eighty nine, and he was the last in the electric chair. I thought it ended at that. Like they didn't. Okay, am I? She I'll didn't get.
0: Up. She didn't get the electric chair.
1: Okay, that's. Yes. What I was like, I thought they canceled that in eighty nine, but maybe I'm getting my ears mixed up, and that was just the last.
0: He might have been the last one. They did recommend the that was what they were originally going to go with. She did not get the electric chair, though. Okay. Um, after the trial, it was revealed that Tyra made several book and movie deals selling her story, along with three detectives on the case who later resigned. Now, Tyra, again, you're a bitch. I'm sorry. She's a bitch. I was going to say, what fucking cunts? She's a fucking bitch. You got scared, you little pussy. But Mm. the three detectives said that they did sell those cases, the the stories, and the money that they were using was getting put into a fund. I don't know if it was – I couldn't tell if it was either for her or just for people kind of in her situation. It wasn't very clear. Now, here's my problem I'm having, okay? In November 1992 – uh-huh. Dateline NBC reporter Michelle Gillen okay. discovered Richard's wonderful past. Oh boy. Richard Mallory had served 10 years in prison for violent rape prior to Eileen. In Our another lawyers st-
1: need to be fired
0: in another state. Detectives had previously denied any evidence existed to corroborate Eileen's claims of rape or history of sexual crimes by Richard. Hmm. So this was never brought to court. Hmm. Had detectives searched federal criminal records to check into the claims, they would have produced this history. But the judge refused to allow this to be admitted, and Eileen was never given a retrial.
1: Wait, the... Judge refused it, so even if they wanted to, it was a no go. I don't like judges.
0: They didn't know. They never looked into Richard and who he even fucking was.
1: They didn't do it to begin with. But regardless no. of the situation, why does a judge get to decide that?
0: It took a fucking reporter for a Dateline to find this about this asshole. I thought it was fucking suspicious. That she had this situation and did not kill anybody until another decade later. 89 to 90. She did not kill anybody. There had to be a fucking reason. Why would there be a decade in between her killings? And then all of a sudden it's just boom, 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 boom. One right after another. She was panicked. Then.
1: But obviously it was tied to past
0: trauma looking back now sorry i totally just realized i was totally fucked up 89 to 90 is not a decade no (laughs) but it's still like it was a big gap it was like two years a year and a half i'm supposed to say almost totally doing like bad math guys i'm so sorry that's
1: what you said earlier it's like
0: wait did i miss something no i fucked up I'm turning red now because I just realized I fucked up. (laughs) You can't Anyways, but like she had a gap. But I think honestly, like she, I I truly believe she was raped. And I think she was triggered at this point. Like she's just like enough is enough. Triggered. Absolutely. Back onto the situation. I messed up on my math, guys. My bad. (laughs) We're going to pretend like that doesn't happen.
1: It happens.
0: Oh, I know. But yeah, she (laughs) was never given a retrial. Now, with the other death trials, later down the road, because they just kind of did one after another. Yeah, Eileen just, like I said, she just pled guilty or no contest, and she was given death sentences to each one.
1: So it's not like she even stood a chance.
0: She didn't at that point. At that point, eventually, it was just, yep. Hmm. So during the other trials, she held on to the fact that Richard Mallory did rape her, though. Okay. Each trial for each victim each other murder she did say richard raped her however she did state, i want quote i wanted to confess to you that richard mallory did violently rape me as i've told you but these others did not they only began to end quote Mm. now no charges were brought against her for the murder of peter seams um as a body was never found however she did confess to killing him i don't know if she actually did or not and she's just confessing at this point because at a body, this
1: point she seems a pretty honest individual though too
0: she does seem like a pretty honest individual but um maybe she just thinks it was her because why was this body not found like all the other bodies were found maybe does she not remember where she put this one You know, be depending on the state. Seventh murder, and now she's like, I don't know where the fuck that one's at. Sorry, like she did like, you know, drugs and alcohol. So yeah, she did. In Florida, the state constitution requires that an automatic direct appeal to be taken to the Supreme Court of Florida on behalf of the defendant who is being sentenced to death. Mm -hmm. The direct appeal cannot be waived by the defendant, and legal representation must be provided. On November 16th, 1994, the Supreme Court affirmed Eileen's convictions and sentencing. Mm -hmm. Between 1994 to 2002, Eileen argued that her original trial counsel provided ineffective representation. She argued about the poor representation and the lack of revealing Richard's criminal history.
1: Mm -hmm. because She
0: did find that out. Now, death row is a long wait in America. Eileen started to act out irrational. She petitioned to hurry it along, actually. And she cited that um, abusive and inhumane living conditions were happening. She -hmm. also claimed her body was being attacked by a sonic weapon. Um, Not only did she confess again, but she also sent to the court as a document for the records quote i am so sick of hearing this she's crazy stuff i've been evaluated so many times i'm competent sane and i'm trying to tell the truth i'm one who seriously hates human life and i will kill again Mm -hmm. end quote so on october 9th 2002 aline rorono's was executed by lethal injection at Florida State Prison. In her last statement, Eileen said, I'd just like to say I am sailing with the rock. I will be back like Independence Day with Jesus June 6th. Like the movie, Big Mothership, Big Mothership and all. I'll be back, end quote fucking
1: crazy, bitch i don't get what she says
0: she <laughs> was pronounced dead at 9 47 a.m eileen was the 10th woman to be executed in united states since 1976 oh. and the only and the second woman ever in florida mm. and her okay. remains were cremated and scattered by a tree in her hometown mm-hmm. weren't
1: they given back to tyra
0: or was it another friend I honestly, I did not see anything about that. I tried to, I tried to see if somebody was given her was, her remains, but.
1: I'm pretty sure it was Tyra. Like Tyra ended up being a companion in the end
0: again. Sorry. Fuck that bitch.
1: I'm pretty sure. I'm not hundred percent though.
0: Probably. I have to go. Because I was probably Eileen's like last words is please give this to Tyra.
1: I think it was something along those lines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm.
0: Eileen doesn't hold it against Tyra for what she did. And that's why I said, like that woman, fucking loved that woman. Like, holy yeah. shit, she really did. She really did. And you know, and I'm—I don't know if anybody has ever seen this movie yet. And if you haven't, go fucking see it, man. Monster. Mm-hmm. Charlize Theron rocked that fucking shit. Yes, she did. She rocked that shit. And I never thought I'd ever see a day where she would look ugly. But <laughs> even even playing Eileen, she looked good, in my opinion. She morphed her body into somebody I never thought she could ever be. Yeah, you don't recognize her. You don't recognize her. But she even portrayed in that movie, like, you, get, there was the confessing calls in the movie, and she you see the look on her face, and she's like, yeah, I did all of it. You knew nothing, remember? hmm It was all me. I'm the one who did XYZ. Don't be scared. Mm. I did this, and I'm going to take care of it. Christina Ricci's Tyra also loved Eileen back. Yeah, but I don't think that's how it went down. No. But but yeah, that is the story of Eileen.
1: Well, thank you for sharing. You did
0: phenomenal. Oh, thanks. There was a lot. There was a lot of stuff about her. There is a lot on her. There's a lot of her. A lot of conflicting stories. Mm -hmm. A lot of conflicting stories. Dates and times were definitely where the biggest was like, okay, now which one's the real story? Like, which one's the truth?
1: Yeah, it's getting harder and harder to do some of these cases because it's like, oh, God. Now I have to figure out what part of the research is fucking wrong because somebody screwed something up along down the line.
0: Yeah, well, we had that situation with uh, just a, even a picture with Catherine Knight. Yeah, and we had somebody call pointed out to us, which thanks yeah. definitely definitely let us know, guys. We want to make sure we give the accurate information. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was I, I felt, I felt like she, I, I mean. I don't – like, again, going back to the idea of, like, the death row thing and being able to convict somebody, mm-hmm. I don't know if I could do it. I personally don't know if I could do it. Knowing about Richard, the truth about who Richard is, mm-hmm. I 120 million percent believe that she was actually raped violently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what triggered this domino effect of killing. So here's my question for you. Do you now know everything that you know –
1: do you believe that she is still deserved to be on death row? No. See, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna argue that, and I'm gonna say yes.
0: I know, I know. We, you and I, have kind of had that brief conversation. Um, see, and I guess maybe because she was never given a chance of rehabilitation ever. I think, honestly, with her quote in the end of saying, like, she just hates humans and she's going to keep killing. I think, honestly, she just at that point was defeated. And that's why she said what she said.
1: Yeah, but you can still – so many people have been in her shoes and they still didn't react like this. And she had a habit. She did have a habit. And she liked that habit. That was the difference. She liked it.
0: She never tried to – that I, agree, that I can agree that I that I could definitely see because, like I said, she was I think I think Richard is what triggered it. It's what's tipped mm-hmm. the scales for her. And because it was so back to back, just boom, boom, boom. Like I said, that domino effect is why. I mean, she it was all the same person. It was yeah. almost like she was trying to kill Richard again. In my Yeah, opinion. she was
1: very she was very manic. That's why I said that before. She enjoyed all the highs of life. Mm -hmm. And it could not handle the lows. Mm -mm. And I don't see her ever overcoming that. Like that was her life. And she was set in her fucking ways. And that's why she was so blunt and open and honest.
0: Well, obviously she was set in her ways. I mean, she couldn't even be married for longer than nine weeks.
1: Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't see. I think, I think, unfortunately, the jury did make that right decision when they sentenced her to death. Yeah. As much as I I do like the Eileen. Yeah. Her
0: reign of terror didn't need to be put to an end. Unfortunately, and it did. It got Mm -hmm. put it did get put down. So rest in peace, Eileen Tyra, you're a bitch. I still agree about that.
1: (laughs) 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 Yeah. We 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 can agree on that one.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yes, we can. She was. I just I, I don't know. Just, I guess I I wouldn't falter too much for for I guess turning on on turning on her and confessing everything in that regard. It was the selling the stories for the books and movies part that pissed me off.
1: Yeah, but I think Eileen would have done the same thing too. She would have been like, well fuck, fuck it. I'm gonna make some money off of this while I'm at it or I'm here. That I maybe mean, you know, though. I guess maybe that's what those that two would have been in totally Eileen's spirit. She would have not have blamed her or held any guilt or though she, no, she probably her was like,
0: she probably told her because they talked while she was in, yeah, on and she Death probably Row and stuff like told that. her. Make prob- sure you better sell this, shit. make some mo- make, make some money off
1: famous. that.
0: Famous. <laughs> well, she did, and if that's the case, then guess you know, I guess I, I'll take it back. You're a bitch.
1: No, she's still a bitch, yeah, okay. <laughs> I saw a lot of love from Eileen. I didn't see it. I didn't see it recuperated. But
0: no, I didn't either. But I guess maybe because you know, there's not that. uh, That's Mm -hmm. not the story. Yeah, the story is about Eileen's getting the love from Tyra. You know, because I don't know why.
1: I mean, I'm sure if we wanted to tell a love story about them too, it'd be a very
0: um, sexual.
1: Yeah, very trashy white
0: trashy sexual experience but it would you know they have a brief could... clip in the movie monster if you guys want to know go look at it yeah but i oh. do <laughs> love <laughs> eileen still <so> whatever <laughs> i do too i do too and i i don't know i guess part of me like i said it just i guess maybe i fall in the you know she did have a shit upbringing not that that's an excuse we say it all the time she, like, never got any help. Well, I can't wait until you hear the next case and see
1: how you feel about that sentence then. Oh, fuck.
0: I would just ate my words, didn't I? <laughs> well, guys, you know, you have to come back to see if I ate my fucking words. Yeah.
1: And by the way, Tuesdays, probably- we didn't announce this in the beginning, but we are doing another virtual. So yes. head on over to YouTube if you want to. Take a gamble. See our
0: matching shirts that we didn't didn't intend to do this
1: on purpose. We just, (laughs) we just synced like that.
0: We are synced like that. You guys should see our text messages. We literally send each other the same thing all the same
1: fucking time.
0: (laughs) It's ridiculous. It is, but it's funny. It's us. It is. It's our shenanigans. Not this virtual shenanigans though this is no bullshit
1: yeah it is bullshit we're just trying to quarantine myself just in case i've got the the vid the covid
0: yeah poor
1: thing i'm almost there you are almost there besides this wicked fucking congestion Congestion. headache headache right now and everything else sorry hit the mic wouldn't be you if you didn't yeah gotta hit it at least once right at least once,
0: He hit it, like, so many times. Though. I know.
1: I was like, ha, it's not that easy, is it?
0: <laughs> All right. Well, that is great. I am looking forward to this next one, and at the same time, not, because I'm going to be eating my fucking words. But until next time, make sure you guys follow us on the Facebooks. and the t- Sorry, guys. I don't know what the heck's going on outside. And I don't <laughs> know if anybody, anybody can hear. No, we didn't hear anything. I just saw you have a brain fart. That's about it. <laughs> no, it wasn't a brain fart. Like, there was a loud, like, clang outside. I don't know what the hell's going on out there. It's happened twice. At first, I thought it was thunder, but this one is it thunder? Oh, apparently it's thunder. It oh, sounded a thunder more storm. like a. okay. It sounded more like a truck, like, had its whole trailer fall off and crash in the ground. Anyway, I'm game for either. I know. So, TikTok. <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, all the things, all the social medias, hit that bell, De-ding. wherever it is. Not the mic, the bell. Not the mic, Johnson. <laughs> the bell. So that you can get all the notifications of what is coming and all that stuff. But until next time, bye. bye.